Well, welcome to Blind Squirrel Macro, the pod, and a very happy new year to you. Um, Squirrel here on the morning of Tuesday, the 2nd of January, this morning, coming to you from McLean on the banks of the Clarence River in northern New South Wales. Um, This single take, Forgive Any Stumbles podcast, is our usual companion to the weekly newsletter, which you can find for free at blindschoolmacro.com. The letter this week has got lots of graphics and charts, so please do check it out. It also contains our 2024 game plan for paid subscribers. First, a very quick message from Legal. Everything in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is categorically not investment advice. Before making any investment decisions, for heaven's sake, don't listen to a cartoon rodent. Talk to a financial advisor. Anyway, this week, the letter was called Eyes on Stalks, or as has been pointed out to me by a couple of friends, my Americans would refer to it as keep your head on a swivel. Now, you may also have heard the expression, may you live in interesting times. Well, it was not until well into a long career of misusing this phrase in conversation with Chinese colleagues that I learned that the phrase has absolutely no legitimate source in any learned Confucian text. In fact, the closest you can get to something similar in Chinese literature is from 17th century, a writer called Feng Minglong, who wrote, better to be a dog in times of tranquility than a human in times of chaos. I'm not sure where that leaves us poor rodents. Anyway, 2024 is certainly set up perfectly for those apocryphal interesting times. Geopolitical tensions simmer on, with seemingly limited impact on risk assets, however many maps of the Red Sea get tweeted out by excited owners of shipping stocks. I guess that tourist trading in tanker stocks off the back of geopolitical headlines leads to seasickness after all. Investors also start the new year giddy from one of the best Santa Claus rallies in the history books. Bonds and stocks have rallied from oversold to overbought into holiday-shortened months. But were Santa's, or should I say the Fed's, gifts evenly distributed? And will that potentially lead some FOMO or fear of missing out activity as the, as the new year starts and investors try to chase the so-called new market leaders? You may have noticed in, in late December that for the first time all year, small and mid-caps showed a clean pair of heels to the large-cap tech stocks also known as the Magnificent Seven. Now, normal New Year seasonal fund flows would probably suggest that both fading the recent strength in risk assets is premature, while at the same time, adding positions at these levels would probably err on the side of the reckless. Global liquidity and fund flows from retirement savings, collateral redeployment and fresh structured structured product hedging activity continue to overwhelm fundamentals-based narratives. We are on the watch and heeding Chem Karsan's Delphic advice, keeping an eye on January's Vixpiration, which takes place on the 17th, as a potential window of weakness for these risk-based flows. Um, Recession, both the depth and the timing of that debate, rages on in a manner very similar, frankly, to this time last year. I'm finding myself in the uncomfortable position of having sympathy with both sides of the debate. And then we have the small matter of getting through political elections in, yes, I counted 40 global democracies this year, kicking off with Taiwan on January the 13th and culminating with the big one, of course, the US presidential elections in November. 
Which brings us to President Biden's flagging approval ratings, which I must sadly report have just become a critical leading indicator for markets. Frankly, these polls must be making nightmare reading for Fed Chair Jerome Powell. His dreams are currently haunted by the ghost of his 1970s predecessor, Arthur Burns, warning him about the reputational risk that comes with a premature easing that triggers an inflationary resurgence. I imagine that when you're worth a few hundred million, million dollars, as Jerome is, reputation is just about the only thing that matters. However, on the flip side, a higher rates triggered recession, or yet worse, a collapse in equity markets, likely leads to the election of a man that once called him a golfer who can't putt. Now, I'm sure that's com a completely unacceptable insult to a former private equity titan. Joking aside, I actually hate to be stressing this political dynamic. But to be honest, that political interference in monetary policy horse bolted some time ago. Senior former Fed officials even have the track record of saying the quiet bit out loud. People just need to park any financial justice warrior tendencies and get prepared to deal with it. If it makes you, any feel, makes you feel any better, try to think of it in terms of a function of human psychology – rather than any kind of crazy grand globalist conspiracy theory. Intellectually, I would find building a case to be short, long-duration, fixed, fixed income and equities into 2024 to be pretty straightforward. In practice, however, such a strategy would probably be very expensive indeed, against a backdrop of a dovishly easing, camp easing campaign from the Fed that may not cease even if faced with strengthening inflation and growth data. It's very simple. If we get the three quarter point rate cuts that, cuts that are currently being priced by the market for between now and June, risk assets are probably going up. We already saw some half-hearted attempts by Fed speakers to talk out some of these priced rate cuts before Christmas. The skid marks can be clearly seen on their Brooks Brothers shirts from where the Santa Rally sleigh ran them over. Hawkish noises accompanying some fresh bullish inflation data or employment developments could be more effective. We'll have to see. Anyway, more information breadcrumbs come our way as soon as this Wednesday with the release of the FOMC minutes from the December meeting. The messaging there is likely to be well choreographed. I'm not expecting much. However, reactions to any firm payroll numbers later this week or to firmer inflation data with CPI and PPI next week will be much more interesting to gauge. Now, as regular listeners will be aware, the squirrel does not believe that the inflation genie is firmly back in his bottle. Energy is obviously the key input and crude, frankly, is certainly on the back foot right now. However, zooming out and on an inflation-adjusted basis, crude prices are only marginally above levels seen since the formation of the OPEC cartel in the early 1970s. I find that quite staggering, actually. This is creating a very flattering picture for the only chart that is as important right now as President Biden's approval ratings, and that's, you guessed it, gas prices. Now, these are well down, in fact, dramatically down from the torches and pitchforks levels seen last, um, well, in 2020, the year before last, in 2022, and will, will no doubt be managed aggressively in an election year this year. However, even if they can be suppressed near term, there is a very strong beach ball underwater vibe about them. 
Now, I fully acknowledge my inherent bias towards higher energy prices and inflation. There are plenty of folk much smarter than this squirrel that strongly disagree. However, one thing that many can probably agree on is that the, the return of inflation volatility is a distinct possibility. This volatility will see stock bond correlation revert to its normal positively correlated state. I remain increasingly taken by the view that the two get decades up to 2022 of an inverse correlation between equities and fixed income, i.e. when equities going down, bonds going up, which was the secret source of the risk parity savings model and the 60-40 portfolio, was an exception rather than a new rule. If the past two months are anything to go by, treasuries and stocks have been moving in lockstep. And frankly, right now, they look like the same bet to me. Like the young GI clutching his M16 on night patrol in the jungles of Vietnam, the squirrel's eyes are on stalks. Real politic dictates that the task of risk assets in an election year is higher. For sure, shorting any asset outright, even if the fundamental arguments are absolutely impeccable, feels like a low expected value trade right now. Even if political deadlock in Washington ensures that no further fiscal stimulus is possible, there's still plenty of firepower from that ironically named Inflation Reduction Act that is yet to be spent. Easy monetary policy and liquidity management by Mrs. Yellen will pick up any remaining slack. You can be sure of that. However, there are risk tripwires everywhere. These take the form of a potential hot economic or inflation data print, and they can lurk around any corners. And meanwhile, those bond vigilantes are waiting out there with their rifles in the darkness. It's going to be an exciting year. Keep those eyes on stalks or your head on that swivel. That's all for the pod this week. Wishing all listeners a very happy and prosperous 2024 ahead. Um, thank you for all your support in, the, in 2023, and I look forward to your company in the coming year. Please find out more about me at blindsquirrelmacro.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Squirrel Macro. Thank you for listening. Squirrel out.